Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Star Trek The Next Generation podcast by a Riker and a Barkley. Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Riker, right? No, <laughs> Fuck you. you're Barkley. I don't want to be Barkley. I know. I'd rather be Q for God's sakes. <laughs> no, nope, you're Barkley. You're the dumb one who doesn't know anything. Oh God, that's the worst. And I'm Riker. You're not I'm Riker. Cool. Oh. I know things. I mean, it would make a bit more sense if I was Data in this instance. <laughs> Maybe. I'm probably more of a Data than a Riker, <sighs> to be honest. God's sakes. This is season six, episode 17, Normal Again, original air date, March 12th, 2002. You mean season six, episode 21, Frame of Mind. Is it actually in season six? That's hilarious. It is in season six. Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, listeners, let me let me take you on a journey. A couple weeks ago, I did a segment <laughs> that I was very proud of, and it was something like Star Trek or Buffy. Yeah, yeah Buffy yeah, or Star yeah. Trek. Which is which, and whatever. And it was a bunch of, yeah, right, a bunch of scenarios that sounded plausibly like they could be either one. And I think when you told me about this episode, I was like, oh, isn't that similar to another Buffy episode? David, <laughs> oh my god, no. It's obviously Frame of Mind from Star Trek The Next Generation, which is a very good episode. And then I'm just, like, comparing this episode against that one because they've done it again. They've taken a Star Trek episode and been like, but we haven't done that yet. And I'm like, but but they did. Are you, what are you doing, guys? And this one doesn't stack up particularly favorably for Buffy. It's interesting that you bring up this Star Trek episode because the wiki tells me that this episode is similar to a Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode <laughs> <laughs> called Far Beyond the Stars. That surprises me not at all. Okay, <laughs> quick summary of what happens in Frame of Mind, the Star Trek episode. Yep. There are three situations that Riker finds himself sort of oscillating between. One, he's on the Enterprise. He's preparing for an away mission. He's going to go deep undercover. Two, he is taking part in a play that... That is being put on by one Dr. Beverly Crusher on the Enterprise. Uh, Data is starring, is co-starring with him. Riker is starring as this crazy guy who's locked in a mental asylum. <laughs> and Data is sort of his in interlocutor. Yeah, interlocutor. Interlocutor. Whatever. It, questioner, you know, psychiatrist. And then the third reality is where Riker actually is trapped in an alien mental institution. And there's this psychiatrist who is like very evil, who's giving him a bunch of grief about, you know, the Enterprise isn't real. None of his friends are real. <laughs> And then it goes through and he starts jumping back and forth between these three different realities more and more frequently. Things are falling apart around him. So at one point he gets hold of a phaser and shoots <laughs> it and like it shatters reality <laughs> itself, which is towards the end of the episode. And then, yeah, at the end, blah, 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 blah. It was all kind of real. But actually there was a another level of reality, I think, where, yeah, they were trying to get secrets out of him. And this was the result of the secret getting machine. Oh, Jesus. That they were like drilling into his brain with. I think that's about it. It's really good though. Holy God. It does a great job of like keeping you on your toes. You're never, you don't, can't find your balance because you're constantly switching between these things. And they all seem more or less plausible, except for the fact that the Enterprise definitely is real. Probably. Probably. But, you know, probably. As this episode will show us in Buffy, who can say what's real? <laughs> oh, good. So I'm going to tell you about the DS9 episode just while we're doing this. Do it. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know who any of these people are, but that's fine. I guess it's just one person. Experiencing a vision from the prophets, Sisko sees himself as Benny Russell, a science fiction writer in the 1950s who struggles with civil rights and inequality when he writes the story of Captain Captain Benjamin Sisko, <laughs> a black commander of a futuristic space station. Uh, see, that one is more similar to this episode yeah. in that it's taking the conceit of the show and shoving it up its own ass. Yes. Which the other, the Star Trek Next Generation episode doesn't do. Sisko is, of course, Captain Benjamin Sisko of Deep Space Nine. A, you know, pretty awesome captain yeah. guy. <gasps> oh my god. So there's a picture on this wiki page that I'm on of, I guess, the crew members as these, like, science fiction writers in the 50s. <laughs> One of them is Armin Shimmerman. <laughs> so it's just a little peace knife. But he looks what? like himself. Oh, of course oh, it I is. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, I love it so much. Okay, I'm gonna send you this. We can put it in the put it in the show so notes. We'll do it. Oh my god. Look at him. His little pie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so this is an episode of Buffy in which not much happens. No. And if you aren't impressed by the whole conceit of it, then there isn't much here for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i wasn't unimpressed by the conceit i think it's I a fine it episode kind of yeah it's an interesting question to ask uh <laughs> wait what is an interesting question to ask and i mean that very seriously you know what no actually i was reading the wiki about this and joss seems very proud of himself for this whole thing of like what if it's not real and then there's a quote from marty Knoxon saying that you know saying what if it's not real subverts the entire like girl power idea of buffy to begin with right it does that it's also not in a bad way interesting like it is it an interesting thing to say what if buffy isn't real because we've already been like okay there's you know i am interested in a fantasy show that is a this level of wacky that has demons and people fighting them that's cool is it interesting at that point to say yes but what if that wasn't real i'm like yeah no i know uh it's just and it's just sort of winking at the audience for a whole episode yeah Yeah, but also you've got to be careful around this so that you don't end up being like man the villains in this season sure suck and you're like yeah (laughs) they do Well, but the, they're kind of garbage. The whole point is that they're not the real villains of the season. Yes. Like them yeah. as the villains is the, 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 it's the fact that they're not the villains. And yeah, what Marty Noxa was saying was like saying that maybe none of it is real. It, that's not like she didn't mean it was interesting. She meant that it was bad for the show. Yeah. <laughs> to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's an interesting question that's being asked. Do you, for this do you, episode. Oh, you're, like, you're going to hate what, what Joss, this quote from Joss. Oh, do You're going to hate a lot. He said that this episode was the ultimate postmodern look at the concept of a writer writing a show. Yeah, and I do hate that because it's so incredibly self-serving as a writer and as an audience member, I don't care about it. I don't think there's anything interesting to me about a writer being like, yeah, but I could shove my work up my own ass. I uh, I just like th- the idea that at the end, Buffy has to choose the thing that's harder. Yeah, and that by making that choice, she's actually making some progress. True, yeah. In a way that, like, (laughs) she hasn't, she's basically been standing still the rest of the season. (laughs) Uh, Uh Which isn't good (laughs) 
but no. you know, here's a little bit of progress. So anyways. I think I've been harder on this episode than I actually feel. Like I, I had a good good-ish time. Uh, the real the very end really pisses me off, but we'll get to that. That last scene makes a lot of people very mad and like I fucking hate it. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's we'll it's really there. unnecessary. Anyhow, Buffy has a list. She's trying to track down the nerds. So you don't have a picture of her shoulders in this coat? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Buffy is has gone nerd hunting in her black cap of stealth, obviously. Holy her shit! Bright white scarf, oh so that she is maximally visible, and then a black leather coat with the poofiest shoulders. And I'm like, how do you even get poofy shoulders on a leather coat? I thought that would be impossible. Hundred percent did not notice these poofy shoulders. Oh my god, oh they're crazy! My they're god. so dumb. I love them. I. Like, she really always wears this black cap of stealth when she's trying to sneak oh. around. <laughs> it looks so bad. Oh. She should not wear a, just a simple toque with this. The rest, It doesn't go with the getup. No, it, not if it goes together. And yeah, I mean, the white scarf really throws out the entire premise of sneaking. That's fine, though. <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> okay. Uh. So, yes, she has found the rental property of the nerds. She's poking around there. And after some bickering in which Warren big dogs Lil J pretty hard, Andrew is told to deploy his little friend. So this is sort of what you wanted from that other episode where little Jay is starting to unravel yeah. and he hasn't been sleeping because they killed a girl and mm -hmm. uh, the other two seem unaffected, but little Jay is looking pretty ragged and like yeah. throughout the episode, he, he isn't allowed to leave. You know, like <laughs> you say throughout the episode as though we'll be coming back to these people frequently. <laughs> Maybe we would we only come back one more time. I don't think we come back to them at all. Yeah, we do. Oh, there's one more time. Yes. Because this isn't For when they've maybe they've, 15 seconds. That when they've gone out to get stuff and left right. little Jay behind. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Andrew's... They don't get a lot to do. <laughs> no. And because that's not really the point of the episode, right? Why did they put yeah. them in at all? That's a good question yeah. that you might ask yourself. <laughs> because we need to be reminded of these three ostensible villains. Yeah. Andrew's got some sort of didgeridoo. Ah, uh, the didgeridoo, <laughs> which I do not know how to spell at all. I got really close and then uh, Microsoft <laughs> Word fixed it for me. Ah, good times, good times. Anyway, the didgeridoo summons a tentacly fella. <laughs> he is a waxy demon. Uh. He has a polka demon arm on him. <laughs> He's just... He's the tentacle aspect I kind of liked, but I just, I don't like his waxy, it's so mask face, you know? It's very, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's very max face. So when they're talking about like, oh, he's so waxy, I'm like, yeah, but he's made of wax. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. He also is like bone claw Wolverine. Uh, come on. We have seen polka demons before <laughs> in this show. Don't give me bone claw Wolverine. He's way more. We have had the exact no. same demon no. arm in this show before. Oh my before. God. It's coming out of like the top of his hand like bone claw wolverine that's where the polka demon it does thing not came from. it comes from the wrist <laughs> on the like the, there's a gap side. of several inches david on the other side it's like 180 degrees away <laughs> right i'm sorry it's like a one-fingered bone claw wolverine wolverine can only put out one claw like when he gives the finger to cyclops in x2 <laughs> I don't even, I'm so mad right now. I don't even know where to go from here. Sorry, Michaela. Sorry. It is completely unlike a polka demon. 
<laughs> and very much like Wolverine choosing to put out only one of his bone claws before he got an adamantium skeleton. Bone claw yes. Wolverine is really dumb. I will I will grant you that. <laughs> so we have our Wolverine-esque person, minus sideburns and hair and cigar and such. And he stabs Buffy with it and there's some sort of poison there. And then she hallucinates that she is being stabbed in a mental ward by... Or does she hallucinate? Let's... uh... I don't I don't want to I thought that was the interesting question. I don't want to do that the whole time though, or does she hallucinate? <laughs> oh, you aren't gonna like my notes a lot. <laughs> oh, is that what we're doing? Okay. <laughs> I'll let you do it. No 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 and ignore I you. Don't have it. It's fine. <laughs> Although the the biggest problem I have with this particular interaction is that she passes out, right? Because of the stabbing and sure. whatever she's been injected with, and then the demon just runs away, right? Yeah. Like she wakes up and it's just gone. Yeah. Why didn't I just kill her? Or eat her or, or something. something. Yeah. Why did the demon evolve this bone claw Wolverine-esque <laughs> protrusion from the back of its hand? Oh, you're so mad. I love it. If not to aid it in capturing and devouring prey. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. I guess it was summoned by the nerds so that maybe they have some modicum of control over it. I don't know. And Warren is all about not killing people as we know. Yeah, so Willow right. is sassy sense. and yellow. Ooh, she's at the college. What? When's the last time we were at the college? That's a good question. <laughs> it's been a long time. we didn't go there like time. the entire second half of season four and at all. In se- oh, a couple times in season five. Buffy had to move out. So we were there. Yeah, right in yeah. the first episode. <laughs> Have we been there this season? I don't know. I don't think so. Why would we have been to the I don't, university? I don't know. Here we are. And yeah, Willow's looking sassy in her <sighs> yellow, I'm going to say nightgown material shirt. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to... De- There's <laughs> a lot of lace around the the collar yeah. and the uh, arms. And then it's a light yellow background with some faint floral pattern on it it does look like something comfy you'd wear to bed sure yeah it does look comfy though at least she's not wearing red i mean she will later but yes fuck that no one took a picture of that fuck that yeah so she is here she's trying to get the nerve up to talk to tara who yeah basically isn't in this but that's fine and she sees tara uh kissing on some other girl oh sad yeah, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, don't don't jump to magic, Willow. We all know how that ends. It ends with you doing too much magic. Willow, you are using too much magic. She does jump to conclusions. She pulls a Buffy and sees the person she yeah. likes talking to someone else. Okay, I guess, like, they kiss hello, but friends do that. And then instead of maybe talking to Tara and saying, oh, is that your girlfriend in, like, a l- more smooth way than that? She just runs. Yeah, yeah. she learned it from watching Buffy. <laughs> Who didn't, right? It's clearly worked out. Tara's wearing what I've called shirt of madness. <laughs> oh, what? It's so I was... dumb. I hate it so much. Does this not look good on Tara? <laughs> It's just a weird shirt. Is that rope around There's her so wrists? much going on. Okay, like you have... So this shirt is made of at least four different materials. Okay, let's start <laughs> there. <laughs> All right, granted. There's an inner lace material, much in the way of Willow's shirt, actually. Right. There's like the sort of black plain material most of it's made out of. And then there's a stripy material around the collar or around part of it that's black. And then, yes, there's this rope material on top of all that. Good Lord. <laughs> it's so, it's crazy. It's a crazy shirt. <laughs> Does Tara have a padlock doing up her <laughs> chest? 
choker? Yeah, I think she does. Was that a thing? Is that a thing? I mean, do I need to be worried? People with locks around their necks, I feel like that's getting into some kinky shit. So I don't <laughs> think that that's why Tara's wearing it. <laughs> you never know. How, we don't know how good friends she is with this person. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, she sees Willow running away and is sad, but is like, well, that's dumb. I'm not going to chase her. Yeah. So then, yeah, Buffy is constantly transitioning back and forth between the mental hospital where she is being told that all of Sunny D is just a dream, a hallucination, schizophrenia, basically, and her regular life, which sucks. And it's DMP and like her friends that are fighting and, you know, Xander eventually comes back into the... Summer's house and he's like, I don't know how stuff got so messed up. <laughs> and you're like, you left your wife at the altar? Question mark. And he's saying a lot of things that are fair if you haven't proposed to someone. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like a lot yeah. of things he should have thought about before proposing. Oh, yeah. but he did not. He absolutely did not. No. Yeah, it's fair to want to date someone sure. rather than be permanently tied to them. Yeah. And that's why you don't propose. Ex- exactly. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's simple. That's why you talk <laughs> about your feelings, maybe. Uh, yeah, or your, like, plans for the future or, you know, anything. Buffy's looking real cozy in this scene. I mean, obviously, she's wearing a turtleneck, but her sweater is quite nice besides. It does look very cozy. I thought she must mm-hmm. be, yeah, very comfortable. And, like, not a in a... cold episode, not apparently. Not in a backhanded given kind of comfortable garbage way. stuff that we see. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone's really, like, bundled up when they go outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. So, Buffy's going on patrol. Is that what's next? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I think we both have yeah. pictures of this and we hate it. <laughs> I called it dumbest hat of all time. And I just called it the worst. <laughs> fucking hat. I, look at that. Oh, your picture is beautiful. Wow. She looks so dumb. She looks so unimaginably stupid in that picture. I know. You should see what I did to Tara later. Oh, I feel kind of bad about it. We'll get there. <laughs> Okay, so Buffy's decided to dress herself in whatever garbage she could find on the street as she went patrolling. (laughs) To that end, she has picked up the worst hat of all time. It is because she's dressed in like beiges, right? Oh yeah. The hat and the coat are beige or brown or some. I want to say that the coat is like suede, maybe. Oh Oh, no! I think the hat is like felt. Uh, Yeah, I think it is. It's either felt or uh, or flannel or something. And it looks. Yeah, no, she must just be dying of heat like i know i harp on it but like california gets cold it's a hot hat friend (laughs) yes and it's a warm coat and she's got the gloves no her entire outfit is trash (laughs) such a stupid hat i'm trying to think of what it looks like and i don't even know it just has this this one little thing poking out of the top of it yeah what do you call that it's not a pom-pom it's (laughs) it's a single bit of felt just sticking straight straight up up. like an alfalfa sort of hair thing she sort of looks like an anime character you know like i can imagine an anime character wearing this hat yeah but it would somehow look good there. Yeah. It does not look at all good here. No. Jeez. So she runs into Spike unexpectedly next to the place that he lives. Oh, well, who who knew Spike would be here? In the graveyard uh, where he lives. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they said to each other. Don't, I don't think it really matters. She tells him that Xander left Anya at the altar. Sure. And then he's immediately going to turn around and throw that in Xander's face. Yeah. Which, of course, he's Spike. That's what he does. But Willow's wearing a cute hat. So I have called this, what did I call it? (laughs) Something dumb. I could have been into this hat. Right. Paired with a different coat 
I could have been into this hat. I don't mind it. I think it's a nice, it is a very, nice color combo. It's a very nice hat. Like, it is much better than any hat we've ever seen her in. <laughs> yes. I just don't like it with this coat. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. Is it the color or is it the style? Both. Maybe I just hate mm. the coat so much because I really <laughs> dislike this coat. Like, what? I think it looks good. Like, uh, she looks, um, what, 20s sort of thing? Like, if you're, if you're hunting Cthulhu in the 20s <laughs> as what could be described as a dame, I think this is basically an approximation of that dress. I just hate that her coat sort of looks like a bunch of rags she sewed together. <laughs> Look, everyone's found things on the street on and the cobbled street. them together yeah. to the best of their abilities. <laughs> she did a better job than Buffy, I'll say that at least. Yeah. Yeah. A lot better. Oh my goodness. Right, so they fight a bunch while Spike and yeah, Xander... Xander and Spike are fighting and then... Buffy's like, oh, mental hospital, let's go back there. Oh boy, oh boy. Who should it be? <gasps> Joyce, 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 and Hank is what I and call And Hank! Yeah. <laughs> Hank Summers! Uh, Returning Sums. to the show for the third or fourth time. Okay, interesting. Interesting that we tried to figure this out in the past. And do you know what the wiki tells me? Is this the sixth time that this is the seen? fifth and final appearance of Hank Summers? Oh, dang! <laughs> All right, so yeah, we got nightmares where yeah. his first one was. His voice is heard in the oh, one where Angel count, is but creeping. It, uh, they must be counting it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was in the episode where Buffy had given up and Willow had to go into her mind. Oh yeah. Uh, this is four. What's five? In this one. Yeah. I, honestly, I can't imagine. I think there was something else garbage <gasps> that we there didn't was some want to count. there was some bullshit. There was a oh one he got cut one out where of. He was like cut out. Yes, yeah. that shouldn't yeah, count. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I, that, I'm we're gonna, not counting that because we haven't seen him. So this is three and a half done yeah <laughs> yeah but here he is in all his glory he's i really like would rather just have choice to be perfectly <laughs> honest we don't get much hank don't worry it's I, mostly yeah, Joyce. it is mostly joyce and i'm honestly so happy to see joyce she's looking Absolutely. great this shirt she's got on is pretty dumb but later she looks great <laughs> joyce 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 and hank yep <laughs> We're glad to see him. Michaela, I think it's about time for our first segment. Cool. This is, of course, coming up to the non-denominational holiday season. Right. So let's go into our holiday gift guide. Now, jump on me back and whisper your wish for spices in me ear. Oh, I thought you were going to make this about Snowflake Day. <laughs> that will probably be yeah the intro for this, certainly. <laughs> Delightful. Oh, holiday gift guide. So are these the gifts you're going to buy me or? No. Oh. No. <laughs> I've removed that note from my phone. What? When did you get me a gift? <laughs> <laughs> so this is general gift giving advice. Oh. Any things that our listeners should be aware of? What What's hot this holiday season? You know. Right. Good question. Oh. Obviously it depends on your price range. So if you're a bit, if you like the person more, for instance, and you thus want to spend more money on them, why not VR? Oh, jeez. <laughs> it only runs you, if you're starting from zero, about $2,000 Canadian to get started with VR. Plus then you have a really sick computer, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can use that for other things, probably. Good. That's good. Okay. 
Um, my expensive gift is going to be one of those Dyson hair dryers that are like six hundred dollars. Okay, so I don't know what a Dyson hair dryer is, but let me let me tell you what I think it is because I'm familiar with Dyson, yeah. right? I know the brand and I know that they make like the hand dryers. But what I'm picturing here is one of the Dyson bladeless fans that you stick over your neck, right? Like just around it. So you stick it over your head. You've got the the fan encompassing your head. Uh, you take your hair pull it out and then you turn the fan on and then just sort of like raise it up so it's a combination of the hand dryer that works really quickly and the bladeless fan so you just like raise this thing up and by the time you've lifted it off your head all of your hair is dry how close am i so i'm gonna be honest with you uh one of the women that i have lunch with is obsessed with this hair dryer and she wants one really badly and it's really <laughs> expensive and we tell her every day that it's like a terrible idea for her to get one. <laughs> but How expensive is it? I think the cheaper one is 500 bucks. Oh, okay. That's, I mean, that's for a quarter a, of VR. For a hair dryer, it's a lot. Yeah, that's pretty expensive. Um, it is a supersonic hair dryer and it apparently dries your hair just like insanely fast. Uh, yeah, it's Dyson, man. They're going to go to the extremes. Right. So... You know, the sort of thing where, like, normally it takes me half an hour to dry my hair, and now I can dry it in five minutes. So, right. is that true? I don't know. <laughs> but if it is, and you d- dry your hair every day, I can definitely see it actually being worth it over, like, you know, over <laughs> yeah. many years, if it's going to last that long. Yeah, so, uh, that's what I would get for... All right, so the... <laughs> The scale of expenses is going to be really off here because I'm going down to my next lowest item. Sure. And that's going to be around the $500. <laughs> I guess like $400. All right. But obviously everyone needs a Roomba. If you don't have a Roomba, what are you doing? Vacuuming by hand? What it's are you? It's true. I do think a lot. Oh, that's so perfect. That's what you can get me. I don't have a Roomba. God, no. <laughs> Why did I do this? Yeah. It's not for you. What? What? Yeah, so that'll be about $400. We got one. It's fantastic. It it just, it tries so hard, you know? (laughs) And it doesn't do a perfect job, but it doesn't need to because it just goes fucking three times a week while we're not in the house. Yeah. And it's so easy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm going to continue with my scale being much lower than yours, I think, just to keep things sort of in line and say Uh that uh, if you want to buy someone a reasonable gift, you should get them some nice custom metal dice. Hell yeah, yeah, for all that Dungeons and Dragons what, they what, are playing. What? It's such a good idea. They're so shiny and cool. Yeah, I should actually order those for my wife. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Maybe not metal, but like, yeah, custom. Some cool some ones. Sort of yeah, Hopefully P.S. she's not listening to this right now. I mean, oh, when's this come out? That's the real question. Before Christmas, oh, that's for damn sure. Oops. <laughs> Two weeks before Christmas. <laughs> Tell her she can't listen to this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Sounds plausible. Cool. Uh, and then for my bottom, you know, scraping the barrel, this is the lowest budget option. Uh, obviously, you're going to need an automated tea maker, which will only run you about $200 Canadian. <laughs> I'd take that too. Yeah, yeah. It's oh yeah, you don't have one. No, I so make my tea by hand like a chump. Like a chump. Michaela, you are such a chump though. Your tea is not necessarily the right temperature. It doesn't stay at exactly the right temperature. And you have to fucking time it yourself. I do. What if you could just load up the basket, load up the water, put it in there, press two buttons, you select what type of tea it is, you select how strong you want it, hit start, boom. Like five minutes later you got tea. <sighs> Instead, you can keep it warm for up to an hour. There I am, chumping along, chump, 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 
putting my timer on. Chump, chump, chump. Pouring my water. Oh, insanity. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely insane. Breville Tea Maker. (laughs) Amazing. You should buy one. I do like that we're just straight up name dropping brands. It's delightful. Fuck yeah, man. Breville makes amazing shit. We should be paid for this. Uh, And my final gift will be for someone that you either really like or maybe really hate and pretend to like. You should buy them my time at Portia because they will waste their life playing it oh, as I have yes. done. <laughs> oh, so it's boy. Portia, not Portia. Yeah. So it's a video game. The people in the game say both. More people what? have said. So it's like, you know, it's still early release days. Okay. Right. It's not. And there's a lot going on. So I get it. Mm-hmm. It's spelled P-O-R-T-I-A, but it, it's yep. like a little port. So I think it's Portia, but it's spelled like Portia. So honestly, we should go with Portia because Portia has a lot of other connotations at minimum, just from Shakespeare. Yeah, it's it's different. So anyhow, it is a uh, sort of Harvest Moon esque, Stardew Valley esque. It's not so much about the farming; it's more about the crafting. I guess there's like some Minecrafty elements, but then there's all sorts of people to make friends with and give presents to, and there's festival days and you build things. Oh, I just built a bridge to get to the desert finally. Now I can go in the desert ruins oh my god it's so exciting it's just perfect michaela bait <gasps> in a way that i can't even imagine being <laughs> refined this much it's i just i want to help everyone and build all the things and i want to go in the ruins and find all of the artifacts and put them in the museum you know <laughs> i mean do you have things that aren't getting done because you're playing portia mostly my crocheting has fallen by the wayside mm, <laughs> so yeah i could see that not like real things that need to get done but, but you sometimes look over at your abandoned need sorry hooks not needles yeah they're, and they're you hooks think, ah what could have been and i think ah i was watching some shows hmm, <laughs> not anymore <Yep. laughs> oh man you might fall behind in riverdale that would be terrible well, no that would never happen because like i mean then the river vixens would really be let down on thursday when i tell them i can't watch it right <laughs> oh, so <laughs> Buffy's crazy. Right. The doctor who is in the mental hospital is really good. I really like him. He's great. Talks about how the entire thing's a sham. She's just dreamed it all up. And yes, Lil J has this falling out with the other nerds a little bit. Not like to any extreme amount, but so, Warren's big dogging, big dogging him. My problem with the doctor, and like he's doing a very good job being all doctory and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. the amount of exposition that he tells to her parents who have been living with this reality for six years is pretty patronizing, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I understand. Mental health is not a perfect science. Yeah, it's just, he's telling her, he's telling them about her delusions to a level of detail that is unnecessary, given Mm. that they are her parents and they've probably had many such conversations. And they seem to be there just all the time. Like, they never leave, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like they haven't heard it all before. I get that it's for the audience or whatever, but I just... (laughs) I just was thinking, like, these are not the people that need to know this. So differences in hospital world, you've got obviously both parents alive and together. No Dawn, none of the friends, Sunny D doesn't exist, no vampires. That's You know what else that the hospital world doesn't have? What's that? Any of those pesky responsibilities. Yes, very (laughs) true. Boy, those are pesky. (laughs) Very true. They are pesky indeed. Yeah. Back in the Sunny D world, we're finding out that the antidote is conveniently stored in the demon's arm like what is this demon doing with its life 
you know? Right. Like, I mean, they need a quick way to find the antidote because they don't really have time for all this research nonsense. Awfully they have... convenient, <laughs> don't you think? That the answer is just right there where you would first expect it. But can't you make antidote of like a snake venom from the snake's venom? Yeah, it's usually, anti-venom is usually just, you know, small amounts of, or made from the venom. Yeah. yeah. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> We get possibly my favorite ass pull of the episode. Second favorite, sorry. Second favorite. Uh, as we learn from Buffy that when she first saw vampires, she was interned briefly in some sort of clinic for her own good. And, you know, Joyce never even alluded to this when she was learning that vampires were real. Yeah, I just think that they would come point, up then. Yeah. This is just like the last time when we put you in that clinic. Yes! Or like, (laughs) Buffy, I'm sorry, vampires are real. I was wrong to put you in that clinic. Oh, that's a good point. Like, at some point, the (laughs) clinic, much like Buffy's dead cousin... Yeah, should have come up, maybe? I was really hoping it would be a dead cousin thing, and that they would revisit that well, because... Fuck, that would be my favorite running gag, is Buffy has a bunch of dead cousins who she can use to personally relate to an experience. At this point, though, it's not a running gag if it's been twice in six seasons. Yeah, it's true. They really missed the uh, boat on that one, unfortunately. What could have been, Michaela? What could have been? Right, so they send Xander to go get the demon, and you're like, what have you done, you morons? Turns out Spike's there. Spike's there, and he's got the Trank gun that we haven't seen, like, since the Flamingo Girl died? Question mark? (laughs) Probably not. But hey, this, like, it went a lot better for Xander than I ever anticipated. So much better. After that first sentence of Xander's on it. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah, man, that's not a recipe for success. No. Okay, so they get the antidote. They're brewing that up. Willow's going to do chemistry to it to make it happen. (laughs) That's going to be great. At least they don't show it. That's the saving grace for me. Yeah. They give it to Buffy as she's, you know, crazy in bed and she has it in hands and Willow just wanders away. Well, Spike's there. Spike will make sure Buffy drinks it. He's reliable. Spike is there casting a very strong daylight shadow across Uh. the door that he's standing in front of. Actually, he tries to walk forward and walks into a sunbeam (laughs) and like recoils and you think to yourself, oh, now the sun hurts you, buddy? Right? Like, why are you even... Why are you even pretending, writers? Oh my you god. You don't need to. I, like, uh, it's so bright in the room. And he l- walks into a little bit more sunlight, and now it's a problem. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It is the problem now for some reason. Uh, okay, so Spike gives Buffy the reason you suck speech about how she's been just garbage this entire season. She hasn't told anyone that she and Spike were dating or whatever they were doing. He's which... pretty upset about that for whatever reason. Like, yeah, what does really he know. care? Yeah. Anyway, Buffy is taking all of this in. She has the antidote in hand and she's like, maybe uh, it would just be better if I went to the other place where I don't have responsibilities and people are trying to help me all the time. And take care of her. Like, how sad is it that the reality in which she has been in a mental institution for the last six years is preferable to her? An expected amount of sad, (laughs) given that she died twice? Once face down in the masturbatorium? Oh, jeez. Man, that's that's a deep (laughs) cut at this point. (laughs) 
Isn't it though? Trying to shoehorn it in there. Oh <laughs> shit! We skipped right over Dawn making this situation about herself. Oh <laughs> man, Dawn is great. You know, you gotta love her. When uh, I started up this episode, I had forgotten everything you told me. Classic David, right? Classic. And so I'm watching this previously on on the Google Play. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like Dawn, Dawn. Hey, remember Dawn? It's Dawn. This is Dawn time. We are having Dawn time. And I was like, all right, this is a Dawn heavy episode. It did not occur to me until today that that was so wrong. I guess it was just trying to remind you that like Dawn used to not exist in case you didn't know because you'd be pretty confused by the conversations in this episode at that point. No, it was more like Dawn being sad about not having friends. Oh, weird. And like Buffy kind of being a shitty sister to her. And you're like, but what? What? Oh man, people in the IMDb reviews do not like Dawn in this episode. (laughs) Holy shit. Just you wait. Just because she made the entire thing about herself? (laughs) Of course I'm not there. It's your perfect reality and I'm not in it. Yes. Ah, Dawn. (laughs) What a treasure she is. Oh, yeah. Poor Dawn, man. They just don't know what to do with her. And, like, they could have found something by now, you'd think. You know, poor Buffy. She's being (laughs) given all this guff by Dawn, by Spike, and we need to remember that she is the truest soul that we've ever known. She is the truest soul I've ever known. Truest soul I've ever known. Truest soul I've ever known. Truest soul. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What are you doing? What's happened to you today? I'm trying to do a once per episode of a lot of the things that have sort of fallen by the wayside because man it's been a while since we had a truest soul drop and i just i love that drop so much oh jesus christ so good yeah Uh, oh i mean why not right now bring up as well because i forgot before is it really a perfect reality that buffy's seeing in this other place if jesse isn't even there (laughs) why isn't joyce like we're here with your boyfriend jesse Your one true love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Buffy would be like, oh, Jesse, oh, you're alive. He stood by her all this yeah, time. All wow. this time. So what a guy. nice. What a guy. <laughs> okay, so Buffy dumps out the, the drink because it's wacky and fun to go to the other place where she doesn't have any responsibilities and that's fine. Whatever. Going back to the hospital, the doctor's like, now, Buffy, you've got to do whatever it takes. <laughs> anything (laughs) Anything. because it's not real anything it takes to get back here and stay here that means cutting all ties cutting them to shreds to shreds to shreds you say is what buffy says (laughs) (laughs) no buffy's like you mean like slaying (laughs) (laughs) it's the only thing she knows about she's like i have to cut ties he must mean murder everyone i know cool on it So before we start getting into that, let's get into our second segment for the evening. This segment is, of course, Dots de Trope. Did you ever notice how men always leave the toilet seat up? That's the joke. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So I am your host, Alex Tropebeck, and we are playing Dots de Trope. (laughs) I hate everything about this. Oh, how do I win? I want to win. The way you win is by going to the link that I'm going to send you. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I have sent you a link to the Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 6 Episode 17 Normal Again TV Tropes page. You have. And I have selected a trope of my own to highlight about this episode because I felt that it was emblematic or worth talking about. And the trope that I have selected is, or was it a dream? <laughs> Question mark. 
I hate now, that this is even a trope. I do. <laughs> this is a trope that, I mean, has a long and storied history, obviously. There's a line in the description of the trope that really jumps out at me, and I really like it. It is this. This kind of ending is quite often used by young children to create a twist ending. And as such, it's fairly hard to execute well as a more mature writer, since it's considered a bit of a cliche by some. <laughs> and I'm, that, I read Joss. that and I was like, yes. Yes, indeed. Because as we will learn, Michaela, at the very end of this episode, was it all just a dream? Or was Sunnydale the real dream and Buffy's been lost forever into this coma? And I say to that, I don't give a shit. Unless it has some wider impact on this show, it literally doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. And people, again, on the IMDb review page are not a fan, generally speaking, of yep. that last scene because it's just like a fuck you audience. It's unnecessary and it doesn't do anything, yeah. Yeah. So a couple of other examples of, or was it a dream? I mean, Inception is built around this, obviously. Uh, Wizard of Oz is a pretty good shout for that. There are a few other live-action TV goes back to this trope a lot, like MacGyver, your CSI, Cheers <laughs> is listed in this list, The Fresh <laughs> Prince of Bel-Air, like... Any, any serialized show that just ran out of ideas at some point was like... Mm, They're doing it. <laughs> maybe it's all just a dream? Question mark? Oh, that's good. You know, why, why not? I guess. Let's do that. Futurama is actually a good shout for this because it has the episode The Sting in which, um, in which you know, Leela is convinced that she has killed Fry or Fry has died and she's trying to deal with that. And it actually ties into something that I thought would happen in this episode as well, which is that there's often in this sort of thing another layer that hasn't, mm. that's been hinted at in the rest of the episode but hasn't been revealed. And at the end, it's like, no, the person who who thought they were switching back and forth is actually in a dream themselves of another person or all of that was a dream and they wake up from that and there's some other cause to it. That's something that the Star Trek episode does. It's something that the Sting in Futurama does and I was really expecting it to happen which is also why I was bummed out by the fucking ending of this. Yeah, like, because there's only two layers and you were just expecting the third layer the whole time. I could see how you would and not they be... played out both layers, right? Like... <laughs> I don't yeah. think they had anything interesting to say about there being two layers other than the final scene, which I think is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's like, yeah, we got these two layers. Which one's real? And I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. And then there's no other reveals. Michaela, what trope on this page have you found for yourself? I was actually just going to bring up I Know Who Killed Me. It's a Lindsay Lohan movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really know what the plot is, but I do know that the when they first made the movie, they had the ending was that like Lindsay Lohan was a writer who had written the whole thing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why? And, Why and did... people were so mad about it that they changed the ending because people were just like, like very pissed about it. Why would that be interesting? I don't understand why people would think, yeah, that's a cool uh, thing to do. Uh, it's just like, again, fuck you. Fuck you. Is audience. it even that strong a fuck you? It's just unnecessary, really. Yeah. Isn't it just cruft? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's Well, it's sort of the writer being like, haha, I was smarter than, the, smarter than <laughs> <Yes>. you, audience. <laughs> By not telling you anything about yeah, this thing. Exactly. I have I, retained I a you. secret. Yeah. yeah, I am going to go with the homoerotic subtext. I was just looking at that one. <laughs> Belligerent sexual tension between Xander and Spike. And apparently there's a deleted scene 
where James Marchers gives Nicholas Brennan a mock kiss. And we missed that, which is horrible. Mm. Also, I don't remember Buffy saying this. I could wrestle naked in Greece for a living and still be cleaner than a shift at, than after a shift at the double meet. Do you remember her saying this? No. Plus, I'd visit you at work yeah. every single day, says Willow. <laughs> says Willow. <laughs> oh, boy. We watched a different cut, I think. It just seemed like both of these things were deleted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh. Yeah. I mean, there is some subtext between Xander and uh, Spike, but that's because Spike has co- chemistry with everyone. Well, and at the same time, they used to, uh, or at, at some point in the show, they were yeah. thinking about making Xander have the Willow reveal, right, yep. instead. So it kind of makes sense that Xander would have these sorts of things happening, too. Okay, so Buffy is crazy. She's going to kill all her friends. Crazy with a capital K. Gotta cut those ties. Cut it with a K as well, because everything's spelled with K <laughs> now. She's crazy. That's how it works. Yeah. She she just, I mean, I assume she just manhandles Willow into the basement and ties her up. I, yes. I was kind of disappointed by this scene, because we don't see that happen. What we no. see instead is Xander come in and start jabbering. He's doing his wacky patter sort of thing. Buffy is ominously scrubbing a pot with her it's back to so him. It's so ominous. It's so ominous. And I just expected Xander to wander over and be like, what you doing there, Buffy? And for like Willow's head to be in the pot. I was kind of thinking her hands would be covered in blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Neither, neither of these things happen. Instead, she just whacks Xander with the frying pan. Right. That's boring. Boo. And like, I, I know that we harp on this or the show actually kind of does. But at what point, Willow, do you use your fucking magic? <laughs> No, you don't understand. If she uses it even once, she could relapse. Willow, you're using too much magic. So three of them have to die so that Willow doesn't relapse. Great. Right? Like, why? At what point, Willow? Why do you think... I'm, I'm still mad at the writers for making it, instead of having an interesting price, have it be a super dumb price. Yeah. So she brings... Xander down into the basement as well. When Buffy tells Don, uh, <laughs> now I'm going to, what? Oh, you're going downstairs with the others? <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah! Honestly, this whole sequence of Buffy turning on all of them is pretty great. It's, like, it is great. I super enjoyed it. The Buffy right? as serial killer, because she's oh, so effective. She's so scary. Oh my god. She's what so do- scary. <laughs> What chance does Dawn have? Zero. Zero chance. Dawn also does the worst things because instead of like trying to go out a window, Dawn's like, oh, I'll try to go around this doorway. Like, no, Dawn, out the window. mm, Pull an angel. Go straight on your stomach down down the slide. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Now, Dawn tries to like talk her out of it and you're just thinking, she, Dawn, she didn't take the antidote. It's not going to work out for you. No, no, no. Uh, I have a picture after she brings Dawn into the basement that I've called Wrong Day for Hoops. Yes. Because she's fighting with Dawn. They're like, Dawn's trying to get away. They're wrestling. And Dawn's got these big hoop earrings in that are just flopping around everywhere. And she's like whipping her head this way and that. And you're like, that must actually be kind of painful. Yeah, it's got to be super dangerous too. Yeah, no. Like what if one of those hoops just gets ripped out? So, okay. And I really like that she gags Willow. She gags Dawn and she's like, nah, what's Xander going to say? I'll just let him be able to talk. (laughs) It's true though, right? It is true. It's true. (laughs) So they had kept the demon locked up in the basement 
locked up, tied up in quotes. Yeah. And with big chains chained up. Yeah, yeah. Sure thing. So Buffy lets it loose so that it can kill her friends without her having to do it. But she'll still be separated from this place. And yeah, you know, it'll all be good. She'll get to live in that place where she doesn't have responsibility and she has parents. Woo. Right? Like she's been struggling and struggling. And all of a sudden her mom's there saying, oh, Buffy, I just want to take care of you. And she's like, man, that sounds great, actually. Yeah. Huh. No more DMP. No. no more bratty sister. No more evil vampire who I hate and yet find strangely attractive. <laughs> no more social workers for me to ruin the lives of? <laughs> oh, Doris. Oh. Poor Doris. Poor, Poor one Doris. out, man. Yeah. So Squara shows up and starts helping out with this whole situation a little bit. This is this is my picture. Oh, yeah. What do you... <laughs> Smell Squara. What do you? Sp- oh God! Squara comes in the door and immediately smells trouble. It seems she's just sniffing around. <laughs> I feel pretty bad about this one. She is not just sniffing around. She's like Oz. She's like Willow's in danger. Oh God, she is like Oz. It's true. It's oh, just man. a really unfortunate time that I paused the episode and I was like, oh, I need that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. right so she starts freeing people with magic which isn't addictive for her no nope. uh, i don't know anyway buffy trips her she falls down the stairs everyone's fighting the external demon but buffy's fighting her internal demons and then eventually makes the decision to live in her sunny d life basically Every speech that someone gives to her in this episode has the opposite effect on her. Yeah. Right? Spike gives her this speech about how she needs to, you know. Man up. Man up and face the world. And she's like, fuck you, Spike. I won't. (laughs) I'm going to go to the other place where it's easy. The exact opposite. And then Joyce in her hallucination is like, no, Buffy, you're so strong. I know you can do it. I believe in you. And Buffy's like, oh, shit. Or not, bitch. <laughs> this reality is way too nice. I guess I, mm, I guess I need to go do the hard thing. Oh, yep. Okay, so she kills the demon. It's fine. The day is saved. Woo! That demon sucked. It had so long to kill even one of those even humans. One oh of these my people. god. <laughs> it just failed. Demons are awful at this. Ugh, oh yeah. my goodness. Failed, <laughs> I do like when Buffy's having the whole, like, you know, your Sunnydale life is a fiction thing explained to her. The doctor's like, and she's peopled this with friends who are mostly superheroes. And you're like, <laughs> well. Like half superhero now on one of them, right? Because yeah. Willow can't even do magic anymore. It's, so no one's yeah, no one's a superhero really Who's anymore. A superhero, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ugh. the day is saved, and we get the much maligned final scene of the Doctor being like, "We've lost her. She's in a permanent coma." <laughs> No one uses the word comma. I want to be clear. Just as if she were in a soap opera, she has fallen into a deep coma. You keep saying the word wrong. It's so weird. Sorry, comma. Yeah. From which she may never recover. She shan't wake. No. No. So that's that, I think. Yeah. Michaela, do you like this episode? Yes and no. <laughs> uh-huh. The last uh, the last scene I really could do without, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like... I think that the way Buffy acts is fine. Like, I don't think her choosing to do the easy thing 
after, you know, the season she's been having <laughs> is necessarily like against character or anything. Yeah. Because then in the end, she still makes the harder choice. Yes. And I like that. And she's sort of making a choice to fight again, which mm-hmm. we haven't really seen too much of in this episode or in this season. But yeah, having the last thing of like, we lost her. It's just, you're like, why though? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not interesting. I did not really like this episode much. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of dumb. Kind of dumb. Who won this episode, though? Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't know. No one. No one. Anya wasn't even here, despite being a credited character. Oh, was she in the credits, actually? Shit. I think she was. Yes. So, I think the wiki might have something about this. Let me check. Um, it says that she does not appear in this episode, but doesn't say anything about her being credited or not. Mm-hmm. She'll be back next episode, so she's not gone forever. All right, yeah. They do mention her, but I'm going to say that the nerds win. Probably. They almost make Buffy kill a bunch of her friends. Yeah. Uh, they, maybe not little Jay, but so yeah, let's Warren just say- Warren and they, Andrew, yeah, specifically. Yeah. They get to continue to hide. Buffy hasn't found them. And <laughs> I mean, they go out without little Jay, come back with some boxes that they won't let him look in and then they're like we're not plotting against you no 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 no. yeah sure these are action figures it's fine yeah probably so yeah give it give it to them best outfit of the episode i'm just going to say buffy's cozy sweater before she puts all the other nonsense (laughs) on top of it (laughs) yeah good call good call Uh, they've all got such glossy lips though man then so Dawn glossy. especially was Dawn glossing is it so up. glossy. I mean, she's the youngest. She it's should have the most sheen. gloss, right? Yeah. Younger is shinier, I think, generally speaking. It has to be. Yeah. All right, Michaela, this episode has a Teeks review. It does not. Oh. So I have created one. <gasps> fantastic. Okay. What do you think I called it? The one where Buffy goes crazy. It's in that vein, but no. The one where Buffy switches between realities. <laughs> I like the amount of words you used. Uh-huh. I went with the one where Buffy doesn't think Sunnydale is real. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on board. Okay. So I've taken some liberties, obviously. Right. There was no review, so I've made some assumptions about how Teeks felt. Mm-hmm. I don't like this episode. It's Ooh. creepy and weird, and I don't like oh. how Buffy treats her friends. Truth. It's really not cool. Truth. <laughs> Preach, Teeks. Preach. <laughs> in this episode, Buffy gets stabbed by a gross demon while she's trying to find the trio. Except in her mind, she's actually getting stabbed with a needle because she's in a mental institution. Her mom is still alive and her dad is there too. But of course, Dawn is nowhere to be seen and she gets super mad about it. <laughs> Buffy's friends try to help her snap out of it by making an antidote for her to drink. But then Spike says some mean stuff. And instead, she pours it in the garbage and ties up Willow, Xander, and Dawn in the basement so they can be killed by the demon. I can't believe Buffy would do something so mean just because some doctor and her mind told her she had to it's so dumb best part of the episode when spike and xander fight the demon together it's so funny worst part of the episode when buffy tries to kill her friends overall i give this episode a six out of ten which in my ratings book is good harsh harsh indeed (laughs) yeah i think that's accurate you did an interesting thing where you got i think every single part of the plot of this episode (laughs) without missing anything 
And that's interesting for two reasons. One, you put it in a Teeks review. Two, you were able to do it in a Teeks format, which I think is another of my big problems with the episode. Jack shit happens. Right? It's a real, like, thin. It's thin as an episode. Because I jumped to Dawn getting mad, which is, like, maybe over halfway through the episode, in my second sentence. And, like, did I skip anything? No. No, No, you did not. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real thin one. I took like two-thirds the normal notes that I usually do. Oh boy. Okay, next episode, Michaela. What do we have coming up? Episode 18 of this 22-episode season. The next episode is called Entropy. Actually, before we do this, let me tell you what some of the other... Oh, yes. Yeah, IMDb reviews reviews Because they're not kind from what you've said. Someone's review is titled, Dawn is Selfish Yet Again. <laughs> Which, like, Not wrong. is a very small portion of this episode. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There is an episode that is a 1 out of 10 called, Made Me Stop Watching. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem this with this season. It's very mad about the end of the episode and is like, fuck you, I don't want to watch this show anymore. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. They haven't been given anything interesting to snack upon and they're just like, eh. Fuck it, I'm out. So yeah, there's a bunch of the reviews are just like, fuck you, Dawn. Dawn's the worst. (laughs) So here's the thing. Like, a lot of people do like this episode. Like, at the other end of the spectrum. The questioning reality and all that, that good stuff. And maybe they just haven't seen it done better. Yeah, a lot of things have tackled this. And I honestly think a lot of things do a better job. Yeah. I have a very interesting thing here, though. Someone has titled their review, Buffy and Jonathan, A New Angle. (laughs) (laughs) So Jonathan's trying to sneak out to see Buffy, is that it? No. So they have brought up Superstar. Right. The episode that where Jonathan makes himself seem to be the focus of the show. And what they're proposing is that Buffy and Jonathan are both inmates of the same mental institution. And that they are feeding each other fantasies that are set in this same world of Sunnydale. And that explains Superstar in the context of Buffy's hallucinations. Sure. (laughs) But like, it's such a weird thing to just like pull out of this episode. Yeah, it really is. It's been like two seasons. I'm sure that's a deep well, right? Because you could go back and you could be like, well, Reptile Boy really symbolizes. Yeah, you you could. It just, it seemed like such a strange thing to bring up. Like maybe Jonathan is more of a part of it than we ever thought. Yeah. He is a bigger part of it than I ever thought. (laughs) Going from being the guy in the background that the fans liked to now he's a villain on the show. There you go. Right. So next episode is called Entropy. You have no idea what it's about. Correct. I assume. Are you going to alleviate that? I mean, Anya is mad. And what does Anya do when she gets mad? Vengeance! Seeks some vengeance, right? Vengeance! Yes! (laughs) That's what this show's missing. Fucking vengeance. So she's gonna, gonna come back to the old Sunny D. Venge some shit, man. Venge some shit. Witness me. All right, that'll be great. Uh, and hey, who doesn't want an Anya-centered episode? And I mean that in all seriousness. Yeah, we have not had very many, and what we have had is great, so... Right! She did such a great job at the, in the wedding episode. You're like, give her more to do! Right, she can carry a lot more than she's been given this season, and this yeah. show in general. Looking forward to that. I'm hoping you are too, but I know you don't generally say. 
sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. Well, here's the thing. Part of me is like, oh, I don't want to bias him. But then you don't remember anything I say. So what am I worried about? I don't know. Yeah, really don't. In one year at the other. Yeah. Kayla who, you know? (laughs) Oh, I'm like the doctor. <laughs> the doctor's cousin, <laughs> Michaela. Who? Oh, what? No, I want to marry David Tennant, not be his cousin. I don't. Or are you don't related understand. to Cindy Lou Who? Oh, cute. Yeah, something like that, at least. Anyway, that'll be great. Looking forward to that next time. Gonna see some vengeance happening. And until then, our listeners can find this episode up on the Reddit, buffy.reddit.com. They can find our pictures up on Facebook. They can email us, beyondvenue.hellmouth at gmail.com. They can reach out to us personally on. What's Around, which is a decentralized blockchain social network that, as far as I can tell, in no way differentiates itself from the others. Apparently Ugh. extensive competition. Apparently. Anyway, I'm on there at sitting around the house, Michaela. I'm on there at look around you. <laughs> yes. Very nice. <laughs> and until next time, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.